Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Driven on by the radio impulse from a control panel in Wallace Thornton's laboratory, the mechanical man, a ten-foot steel giant, has, within the short space of an hour, struck terror into the hearts of all who encountered him. Lumbering like some prehistoric beast along highways, over plowed fields, and through wire fences, never deviating from his controlled course, the steel monster has reached an orphanage outside the suburb of Linwood. There, Clark Kent, over the strenuous objections of Lois Lane, stands guard before the orphanage dining room where 1,000 children are at lunch. The huge man-made creature plods up the hill, its massive jointed arms swinging, and one blood-red eye blinking in its square steel head, Kent is faced with a problem. To battle the mechanical man, he must drop the disguise of the meek newspaper reporter and appear as Superman. But Lois Lane is watching him from the office of the orphanage superintendent. Will he reveal his double identity to her? Step by step, the steel giant draws nearer, heavy-weighted feet thudding on the hard ground. Bracing himself, Kent waits for the towering mechanical monster, keen eyes centered on the robot's massive, riveted chest. And then suddenly, a familiar voice sounds close by. Clark, I have to tell you. Lois, go back quickly. No, I'm going to stick with you. If anything happens, it'll happen to both of us. Lois, don't be a fool. Go back. No. With only a scant 50 feet separating him from the mechanical monster, Kent realizes he can do only one thing. Smash the steel giant as Superman, even though Lois will be an eyewitness to it all. But at the very moment he reaches a decision, something is happening in the barn-like laboratory from which the mechanical man first emerged. Wallace Thornton, its creator, struck down by the yellow mask, has regained consciousness. Staggering to the control panel, he throws a switch, turns another dial. A jagged blue spark jumps the gap between two metal rods. And miles away, the mechanical man stops short. Clark, he stopped dead in his tracks. Yes. Look, his arms are coming up. No, those aren't his arms. The steel plates on both sides of his body are spreading out like wings. Look, look, the top of his head is opening. What's going to happen? Almost anything can happen. It's uncanny. What's that? Hum of an electric motor. Somewhere inside that steel body. Wait, Scott Lewis. A propeller is coming out of his head. It's spinning. Clark. He's going to fly. Get back, Lois. There he goes. He's dreaming. This can't be possible. Get to a phone, Lois, in a hurry. Call the office and give them the story. I'm going to chase that mechanical man in the car. He can't fly fast. I'll come back for you. Get the story. In. No, Clark, wait. I'll go with you. Clark, Clark. 
This is far enough away from the orphanage. They can't see me. Now, to get that mechanical monstrosity... As Superman, before it causes any more damage. Up! Up! And away! Leaping high into the air, Superman wings across the heavens. His amazing vision able to pierce the low-hanging clouds and mark the strange flight of the steel robot. Higher and still higher, until he is above it and can hear its motor purring in the feet of its small propeller. For a brief moment, Superman studies the curious metal monster, now become a trim airship. Studies it as the brilliant rays of the sun shine on its steel plates. And then, streaming ahead of it, he suddenly wheels in flight and with the speed of a bullet plunges toward the whirling propeller. One blow of his granite-like fist and the metal blades of the propeller crumple like tinfoil. The monster falters in midair, hangs motionless for a moment, and then, almost like a thing alive struck down in flight, it plummets to the ground thousands of feet below with Superman diving after it. Down, down, down to end in a thunderous crash. And hours later, in the penthouse hideout of Max Heller, leader of a foreign espionage ring, the yellow mask, notorious international criminal, chuckles as he scans the front page of the Daily Planet Evening Edition. <laughs> Listen to this, Heller. That Lane girl I was telling you about wrote the story. It's rich. Although reluctant to release any information, the police inferred that the only existing set of blueprints and plans detailing the construction of Wallace Thornton's mechanical man were believed to be missing from the latter's safe. As plain cagey, believed to be missing. They know they're missing because we've got them. Haven't we, Heller? Does it say anything else? Just this. The twisted remains of Thornton's working model of the almost human robot, found in a cornfield where it crashed, are now being examined by a board of mechanical experts. However, little hope is held out that the model can be reconstructed. So badly was it damaged. All in all, Heller, I should say I did a pretty thorough job. You have the only existing blueprints. And the one model is a total wreck. What is that to stop you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We will begin at once to build up the fear and panic already started by the mechanical man's unrehearsed exhibition. I have trained men working on the blueprints. Within a week... There will be ready another mechanical man. You didn't waste much time, did you? Time, mine here, is money and the lives of my people. It cannot be wasted. Our first objective will be the shipyard. But before even we do that, there are steps to be taken. Important steps in the breakdown of morale. We must make that name, the mechanical man, feared throughout the country. We must drive people behind locked doors. Make them cower and cringe with nerves at the breaking point. We must instill fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of the horrible, fear of life itself. And this is how we shall do it. Now listen closely. Every move is important. We are playing a game of chess with human lives as pawns. Nothing must go wrong. Yes, Mr. White? What about that follow-up story in the mechanical man story? How long do you think we can hold the presses? Okay, I'll be right in with it. Work, work, work. Now rest for the weary. Now, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. One line to go. The police are expecting to announce an arrest shortly. There. That does it. Follow-up is no work of art, but it'll have to do. According to the information from Washington... Oh, I didn't know you were here, Clark. Well, have you recovered from your experience with that animated sardine can, the mechanical what... Uh, don't talk about it, Lois. It's a serious matter. You're telling me. 
I had that metal man mountain towering over me for a few harrowing seconds. I know how serious it is. Here's the follow-up. Mr. Kent gets quite a plug. That isn't necessary, Lois. All right, all right. I'll read it and send it down. Uh, you can call it a day. Thanks, Chief. Well? Well, what? Uh, Kent and I have something to discuss, Lois. Uh, would you mind... Oh, uh... sorry. Night. Night, Lois. they be discussing that I can't hear. Well, I was saying, Mr. White, the information from Washington is fairly complete. I hate to eavesdrop, but I think I have a right to know what's going on. What is it? Of course, you understand this is all confidential. Oh, not really, not really. Well, Wallace Thompson, the inventor of the mechanical man, has definitely identified the yellow mask as the man who stole the only existing set of blueprints. That's that again? Yes, and it's also been established that Max Keller, the farm agent, is in this country. In fact, they believe he maintains headquarters in the penthouse of the Montgomery Apartments right here in Metropolis. Max Heller. Montgomery Apartments. Well, what's the connection between Heller and the yellow mask? Well, it was Heller who engineered the mask's prison break. Evidently, they've joined hands in espionage. Putting the pieces together, it looks as though they're planning to use replicas of Thornton's mechanical man to spread terror and destruction in this country. What a story, Kent. We'd scoop everyone with it. I know, but it can't be used. When I accepted that Secret Service assignment, I agreed to keep confidential information out of print, with your approval, if you recall. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, but it's still a terrific story when we can break it. Uh, what's the next move? I've been assigned to watch Heller. We don't want to arrest the mask until we can involve both of them. As it is, we have no evidence against Heller, save that he's an alien. This time, the espionage division wants to get him and get him right. Now, be careful, Kent. I don't want you to run any risks. Well, we're all running risks these days, Mr. White. Part of the battle. Yes, I suppose so. Well, keep me posted on the road. It's a little time at Lois Crime. So, my friend Clark Kent is a special secret service, service operative, tracking down a foreign spy and trying to steal all the glory. Well, we'll fix that in short order. I'll show you how to land a spy, Clark, old boy. Now a Harry did it, why can't Lois Lane? Max Heller, penthouse, Montgomery Apartments. On your way, lady. Drop me off at the Montgomery Apartments, Tony, and then swing around the corner and wait there for me. I'll be about an hour. And don't keep your meter running. Okay, Miss Lane. And remember this, Tony. I'm going up to the penthouse apartment. Oh, a little cocktail party, maybe, huh, Miss Lane? It'll be a party, but I don't think they'll serve cocktails. You won't forget, will you? The penthouse. Don't worry. I got a memory like a giraffe. You mean an elephant. Let it go. That's the Montgomery on the right, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, see you in an hour, Tony. All right. What floor, please? Penthouse. Please. Is Lois Lane, in her eagerness to turn the tables on Clark Kent, stepping into a lion's den? The yellow mask hasn't forgotten the part she played in putting him behind bars. Not only that, but Lois's interference may disrupt the carefully laid plans of the Secret Service. Something is bound to happen, so don't miss it. Be with us for the next exciting episode. Tune in and listen, we're the Superman! Don't forget... Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman.
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>